Welcome to At Home with Hunter. My name is Hunter. Obviously. Hey, it's Hunter. Welcome to another episode of At Home with Hunter. Today I'm hanging out with Evan from Colonial Floors of Virginia. How are you doing on this rainy day, Evan? Oh, just spectacular. Living life. <laughs> Living life. I love it. Um, so Evan, tell me a little bit about your business and what it is that uh, Colonial Floors of Virginia does. Well, thank you for the time today, Connor. Um, we're a full-service flooring company. We have five divisions. Um, we cover the central Virginia area as well as um, Williamsburg and Charlottesville. We'll go within an hour. Um, everything from standard refinishing to hardwood installation, carpet, electric vinyl planks, you name it, we do it. Awesome. Awesome. So I always do this and I pose questions to my listeners. Things that people want to know that they want to ask a professional about but don't necessarily want to have you come out to their house or what have you. So one of the first questions that I got, and it's a great question, um, because I have dogs, you have dogs. What are the best floors for dogs? Well, you want to know the little dirty little secrets then. Yeah. I like it. I like okay. it. I want the dirty little secret. So first, before we talk about the floors, I love animals. Uh-huh. I have my own dog. So let's before we talk about the floors, let's talk about what you should do with your dogs. Okay. Whenever you hear about the tapping of the nails, it should be a sign to go take it to the groomer to get the nails trimmed, but ask them to use a Dremel to round them. Okay. Because because Hunter, if you don't round the nails, you just trim them, what do you have? You have a sharp edge, I would imagine. You have shorter but sharper nails. Yeah. Okay. So um, if you're worried, so when talking about flooring in general, I like to look at the big picture. Okay. So if you have already have hardwood floors, then talk about durability of the finish. What kind of finish do you have? If you're going to a brand new space, then you have the world of options. Talk about, do you want hardwood? Do you want luxury vinyl planks? Do you want laminate floors? Okay. So it kind of figures on what, if you're working with an existing house, you specialize in the aftermarket, what we do, we work with the best what you have existing and make improvements. Okay. If you're building a house from scratch, then you have better possibilities. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. And that kind of, there is another question that I got, um, as far as the finish on the floors. So I didn't know this, um, that there's different kinds of finishes. You can have like shiny, you can have more of like a matte finish. Does that matter when it comes to like, dog scratches because I, I have two dogs one of them is a pit she likes to run so and I have hardwood floors so she definitely scratches my floor is there a different finish that makes it either not noticeable or more durable sure so I'm one of the few companies that will talk about two types of finishes there's an oil-based polyurethane finish and there's a water-based finish okay so let's start with that so an oil-based finish has a lot of resins and it makes it more durable Okay. But then you're talking about the sheen level. So a satin finish will hide more scratches than a gloss finish. Okay. So a gloss finish looks beautiful, it's nice and shiny, it's like a basketball court. I wouldn't want that in my house personally because it's too much in your face. Right. I like a little semi-gloss, but a matte finish is, you know, flatter. It's a very flat finish than um, a semi-gloss or a gloss. And a high traffic areas in the home with, in your situation with your dog, I would consider putting a runner down. Okay. Just to protect okay. the floors okay. a little bit there too. You know, put a, a nice runner or doormat in front of heavy traffic areas like in and out of the garage or the 
to a deck or the front door, let people, you know, um, clean their feet off, some bringing outside contaminants in. Okay. And so, like, there's a water-based finish, too, that no one talks about. And people give, have given water-based a bad rap. Water-based is great if you use the better finish. Okay. And so, for example, sorry about that. So, basically, a, there's a single-component water-based and a two-component. Two-component is just as durable as an oil-based finish. Okay. That's good to know. And are they – okay, so I feel like I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but – um, the next question I have, and I feel like it kind of plays in a little bit. So when you're talking hardwood floors, are we talking like actual real wood floors? Or are we talking like the click and snap ones that I see everyone trying to do by themselves? Do, do we have those options of water oil on all products or is that just real hardwood floors? Just real hardwood floors. Okay. okay. So in hardwood, you have a site finished floor or a pre-finished floor. A pre-finished okay. floor is solid wood or an engineer floor that's made in a manufacturing facility. It's a baked on process. Okay. I don't like it. It looks kind of fake because it's baked on look and has micro bevels. I prefer a site finished floor because you don't have the micro bevels. Okay. Um, on a luxury vinyl plank, um, it looks like hardwood or tile. But it's not. It's really a photograph. But it's waterproof. It's very durable. Oh, okay. So that's how they do it. They just like print it on the top of. Right. And then it comes down to millware. Okay. You know, you, you want to, you know, eight pound millware grade or twenty millware grade. You know, if I was in Charlottesville yesterday talking to a guy who has a rental property, mm -hmm. he was built laminate down. I said I wouldn't go laminate. I said he just had a water problem from busted uh, um, water line. Mm -hmm. I said your laminate got destroyed. This other product is more durable it's waterproof this thing happens again you could pull it up dry it out put it back down okay so luxury vinyl planks they're waterproof most of them are so most of them are they're either water resistant or waterproof okay spend a little bit more money get waterproof okay and you would put that so we're talking waterproof that would be something that you'd want to put like in a basement or by like the deck or by like if you have a pool where you'd walk in doors from a pool is that kind of where you, you would put a full well, waterproof well, product well it depends on the flow of the house okay so if you if you have an uh a sunroom that goes to an outside deck and you have a kitchen in between whatever's flowing into the room is, is good just use what you already have about flow okay. i wouldn't put this product in on top of a floating as a floating floor just because it's waterproof it's okay. all about how you feel and you're working with your space Okay. So basement's great use for it. Rental property's great use for it. But if your rental property has carpet, this is a great substitute for it. Because you don't have to worry about replacing the carpet every couple of years. If it's your personal house, you gotta decide what you'd like the most. Okay. You know, luxury vinyl planks or hardwood or tile. Okay. Um, so that kind of answers my next question as far as like, which is more durable. So it depends on, I guess, what the purpose of that room is going to be is depending on the, the durability that you need. Right. Well, and also to my three little secrets, it all comes down to is how you live in your home. Okay. Okay. So an empty nester couple is going to live differently than a young couple, two dogs and a cat and three kids running around, living life, having a great time. Right, right. And so that's me part of it. But how you maintain your house and your floors is incredible. 
I like your approach to that, you know, and, and we talked about it a little bit before I started recording. I like that your approach to that is how do you use the space? Not, um, what is the prettiest or what, you know, whatever product it is that you're, that, that you love to work with because it's easier, whatever it's, how do you use the space? And I think that that's really important because not everyone uses their spaces the same. Right. So I like to educate and communicate in a form. I want to be a resource for people. Yeah. It's like I said, it, you know, if I have a special deal on better pricing for this material, I'm not going to bring that down someone's throat. It's about how this is a big decision. Right. You know, your floors is the first thing people see in your house. Yeah. And I so agree. Uh, it, it really comes down to that, you know, what kind of price range, what kind of materials are like, what kind of flooring is going to complement your window treatment, your artwork, your furniture. Right. The floors are competent everything else in your house. Okay. I like that. Um, because you're right. It's the biggest space that you can see in your house, the floors. And I think that, that the floors really kind of tie your room together or they make it not work at all. You know, we have hardwood floors. They were refinished before we got here and I don't like them. And I, so I try and cover them up as much as possible <laughs> because I don't like the color of them. And that it's just strictly a personal preference. Um, but when you look at a room as a whole, I feel like the floor really either adds or takes away from the decor of the room as a whole. And it, so it, it does. So we just finished painting inside of our house mm -hmm. and we have a, um, you know, high ceilings, open floor plan. And so I talked to my wife saying, you need to decide what's more important, the color that you put on the walls or your floor. You can't have both right. be the attention grabber. Right. And so we went more neutral on the, on the walls to accentuate some of our pictures and photographs that we love. And then we're going to redo our floors probably next year. Yeah. Just because we need to make everything manageable. You can't yeah. do everything at once. It's hard because I feel like you have to, when you're replacing floor, you have to disrupt your entire life. You know, you have to take all of the furniture out of that room. Um, you know, there could be, if you're refinishing hardwood floors, that's dirty, I imagine, and dusty and things. That was actually another question. Um, and it's not from me. So I wanted to preface that because I think you're going to think that I'm asking this question, but I already know the answer to it. Is it hard to refinish floors on your own? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I've actually seen people do this um, and I admire them for even trying, but it looks like one of those processes that if you don't know what you're doing, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. Okay. So if you're talking about scenery finishing, mm -hmm. Or insulate. Okay, so the answer to that is floors, scenery finishing, um, hardwood floors is a real specialty. That's what I'm thinking. So it is to to do it well. It is it is very you you want to hire a professional. Right. Um, we use what's called a dust containment system. So it's part science and part art. So a year and a half ago, I had a call from a woman crying. I was like, what's going on? I said, I don't know who you are, but you are my client. <laughs> Why she are goes, you crying no. to me? <laughs> exactly. It's like a therapist. Her husband who, they moved up from Jacksonville. Her husband was trying to do it on his own and she was in tears and they had like another week to get the floors done. So I went to the house to see what was going on. And you had a lot of chatter marks, which is basically it's either an uneven floor or usually it's the machine been out of whack. Mm-hmm. And so the machine we use is called the Hummels, comes from Germany. It runs on a 220. 
So it's commercial version. Right. Well, of course, he was went to a rental place and got a rental, which runs on 110. So that to tell you is that's working on half the power that we use. Right. So there's no way in the world you're going to get the same kind of outcome. Yeah. And then we start doing um, the staining on darker colors. That's when you see all the imperfections. And it, was, it was a hot mess. Um, so sure. people can do it on their own. Um, but they usually call us afterwards and they say, well, I didn't really save money. I said, no, you lost money. <laughs> no, actually. because not only did you rent all those things to try and do it on your own, you also cost yourself some time. Well, not only that, we got to do a lot of correcting. Yeah. And, that and if I see someone's going to do, we got to go, go through more materials, you know, that's going to come down on me. It's going to have to be, I have to figure that in a little extra material cost Yeah. in the equation. And that's one of those things my husband and I have been talking about, you know, refinishing the floors. And I'm like, that's just a task that I don't, I know how to do a lot of random things, obviously, but refinishing floors is one of those tasks that I just don't think that I would ever want to attempt to do. Because I imagine there's only a certain amount of times that you can sand the floors down before you're affecting the wood right is it or can you sand the floors down and redo them a hundred times over their lifetime so it depends on the thickness of wood so about a month ago finished doing pre-civil war for floors oh, dating wow. back to 1856 it was an old post office now it's part of the municipal center of an office mm -hmm. complex it was cool they were in great shape yeah um, i was looking at floors last week at hundred year old floors they were a lot worse shape they were a lot worse shape because they had some water damage from uh, the kitchen and it's in termite damage. So every house is a little bit different. So you can get 30, 40 years out of three quarter inch wood floors okay. of, of its life. But if you buy floors that are not three quarter inch, you have a life of a lifespan. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, it's doing sanitary finishing is a real specialty. You don't want, that's one thing you don't want to do. You people can get away with painting or sheetrock or mudding. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You definitely need an adult year adult for that part. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so when you're talking, um, refinishing, um, what are the steps that a homeowner should take to get their floors ready? Is there anything that we could do to prep floors? Um, if let's say, you know, we had previously planks, some kind of fake wood floor and we want to get new floor is there anything that we can do to help contribute or reduce costs or anything like that? Or you just take care of all of that stuff? I mean, we take care of all of it. I mean, you know, if you want to do anything to help, just plan on staying out of our way. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so, <laughs> so depending on what kind of material you have. So if you're going to install new hardwood, we need to have some hardwood get into your home to get acclimated at least 72 hours. Okay. A week or two weeks is, is the best. If you're talking about luxury vinyl planks, or a tile, these don't need to be get acclimated. Okay. Um, and so it depends what kind of floor you're gonna put in. But um, just- That was another one of my questions. So real hardwoods need to be acclimated, but luxury vinyl planks and tiles do not? Correct, okay. but luxury vinyl planks, I still like to have the boxes get acclimated. Okay. Um, just cause there's, there's nothing, there's no downside to it. Okay. So, so, so your house breathes, it's all about the, you know, getting the materials to get adjusted to your environment. Right. And so in the mid-Atlantic region where we live, it's probably one of the worst places to live in terms of how your homes 
breathe. Okay. It moves, it shifts. Yeah. Okay. Versus Midwest, which is very dry. Right. You know, very, hum- you know, a lot of humidity. We have so many fluctuations with the four seasons that it's, it's hard on the homes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and somebody I know that recently got new floors, she said that she was having her floor acclimate for two weeks. Is that, I feel like that's a long time to have boxes of floor sitting here well there's 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 no downside the longer you get the floors to acclimate it the best the okay. better um but what's funny is she had boxes put in you said for two weeks yeah it was a pre-finished floor what it tells me but the question i want to have you ask her is did she open up the ends of the boxes because when did. i see okay she good did. she opened up the, the, the time not in the end of the boxes and it's like well you're not getting the floors acclimated there's no air getting to the boxes right Right. So when you're talking about getting acclimated, so you want to make sure that it's like swelling with the house. Is that kind of the point of that? Because I know you need what air flows. So how what were the temperatures in your home? You want you to get the, the new floors to get adjusted to it. Because wood breathes. Okay. Right. It will absorb moisture. Yeah. So in the Midland region, if you don't have conditioned crawl space, we can get, get a lot of problems called cupping or crowning. That's okay. the wood floors absorbing the moisture in the air and swelling. Okay. And that's definitely not a thing that we want on our floors because you want them to be flat. That's right. That's the point of a floor, yeah? <laughs> so walk me through, if you have no floors down, what, what are the steps that you put down? Do you put down, what do you put down? To put, because I'm sure the floor can't just sit on plywood, right? Or so it? it depends. So it depends what kind of floor you put down. So you want to have a good solid subfloor. Make sure the subfloor is even on the on the joints. And then um, if you're going to put hardwood down, you just put underlayment paper. You nail the floors in, and then you sand and finish it, stain it, put your finish on top. You know, most of our jobs for sand and finishing takes about five days for the whole process, depending on how many square feet you have. Right. You know, luxury vinyl planks, we can do a lot of jobs in a day, a day and a half, depending on the square feet of the house. Oh, We're okay. doing two jobs today, you know, one's um, 400 feet and one's 800 feet. We'll knock those out in one day because it's a click-in process. Right. And you don't have to worry about finishing because it's already finished. Exactly. So we're, we're basically demoing uh, carpet, putting up the pads and putting the planks directly down on the subfloor. One of the spaces we're doing, we're doing glue down. Okay. Glue down will give it more stable. That's what I was going to ask. What's the difference? So I've seen some stuff where you have to like nail it down and some where you don't. What's the difference between those processes? Um, it would depend on the better technician um, <laughs> versus the, and also versus the, also the space. Okay. So the GC, the general contractor, wanted us just to do a click-in. Okay. And I said, we'll do a nail-in. I said, well, you know, actually, I would do nail-in and glue down. Okay. He didn't want to spend the The glue's expensive. Okay. Okay. Um, and that's why they didn't want to do it, because they want to Save costs. Be, more, be more profitable. Right. But when you deal with me, we want to do it the right way. Right. And, and so, so when he, you he, do he, that, when, when you do that, I'm assuming that just makes it not squeak? It's not about squeaking, it's about movement. Okay. So it keeps it still, keeps it right. from doing what it's it'll supposed be, to be. It'll be a very secure floor. 
Okay. Now I do have a question and this is kind of about, um, this is my house. And one of the concerns that I have when we first moved in, so we have our house is built in the forties. So it's old. Um, and at the bottom of the stairs, I noticed that the floor was not weeble wobbly, but it just didn't feel like firm. You know what I mean? And we have original hardwood floors that were just refinished. So I go under the house because that's just the kind of person I am. And I'm like looking under there and it doesn't appear that there's anything under the hardwoods. It's like hardwoods and then the joist and then like ground underneath the house. So like that's, is that just an old house thing or is that something? Well, kind of. So houses back in the 1800s, for example, they didn't have subfloor. Right. They, they put the, you know, long 12, 16 inch length boards on joists, the wood to, nailed to the joists. Now right. you have subfloor. Okay. When did that change? Because I feel like by the 40s, when you- It should have been, it should, you should have subfloor in the 40s. Yeah, no okay. question about that. It's just weird. There's only one spot in the house. It's at the bottom of the steps. And what I've realized is depending on the time of the year, depends on how much- like space I feel like there is between those it's like two planks and I feel like sometimes it's a little bit wider and sometimes so the two about the gap so yeah that's that's because the change in the, in the weather so okay. in the winter time the boards will get a little smaller yeah in the summer months with the humidity they expand okay so we call that character of the house character of the house I love it this house has so, a lot of character from being so, cool. <laughs> You and you and your your peeps and your podcast share do a little have a lot of questions for me. So let me ask you one of my pet peeves as like person in the trade. Yeah. All these people have, you know, flip it houses, how to flip this house, I do this and do that. And so my challenge working with consumers is false expectations of timing and how much money to invest in a project. Right. Do you find that to be true? I do. Um, I think a lot of people see things on Instagram and Pinterest and think that it's going to be, um, fast, quick, cheap, and it's not, you know, if you want the job done and that's kind of the point of this podcast, right? So there are certain things that I don't mind doing by myself and that I've acquired skill to do, but there are certain things. And, and I think, you know, we talked about refinishing floors is one of them where, the expectation is you see somebody do it on Instagram or Pinterest and they're like, Oh, I can do that. It's just a sander, you know? And it's like, that's what it looks like. But then when you start working on projects, you realize that a lot of times it would be just more cost effective to call someone in that actually knows what they're doing. Um, and that's kind of the point of at home with Hunter. So we talk about two professionals and say, Hey, what part of this feasibly could I do and not screw up too bad or what parts of this do I really actually need to have someone come in and do it for me because um I think the expectation is that people can do a lot of things that they probably shouldn't do they're tasks that we shouldn't take on because we don't have the expertise and in, in that fashion you know what I mean right so like there are certain things that I feel, and, and we're going to talk about it here in just a second. So I'm remodeling my attic when I first walked up there and we've talked about this 
in past podcasts, when I first walked up there, there was absolutely nothing. And so through this podcast, I've learned a lot. I've learned how to work on my air conditioning up there to make it effective and efficient. Um, I've learned how to do some framing. I'm putting up sheetrock now and the next step is going to be flooring. And I'm trying to figure out, um, is it more cost effective or an easier project for me to just handle it on my own or because that's how I am. I'm like, I want to do this all by myself. Or at what point do I need to have somebody come in that actually knows what they're doing? And so that I don't screw up this project that I've spent literally every weekend on for the past nine months. Um, so sort of like an attic space, I would go with luxury vinyl planks. Okay. And you can, you can do that on your own probably. Yeah. As handy and hands on you are. <laughs> Girl power. Girl power. Exactly. Well, and that's one of the things. So when I first moved in, so let's take us way back. So we bought this house in 2019. The first project that I did when I got here, um, we have two dogs, one of which I'm allergic to. So one of the qualifications for buying a new house was I wanted no carpet whatsoever. Rugs are okay. Cause I can clean those or replace them, but I wanted no carpet because I'm allergic to the dog. So we have a, um, we call it the great room. It's a 400 square foot family room and it was wall to wall carpet and, um, uh, wood walls. I mean, it was, it was awful. It looked like it was straight out of like the seventies. It was awful. So I painted it, I ripped the carpet out and then I wanted, because that's below grade, it's right off the back deck where the dogs come in. I put um, ceramic tile back there. It's, it looks like wood. Um, and I did it myself. And I told my husband, I said, when I die, can you bury me with this floor? Because I spent <laughs> so much time, energy, and effort on it. I saved myself a lot of money. But then... Um, one, it's not perfect. I mean, cause I did it myself all by myself. I think my husband watched me do it, which was nice of him. Um, that's but awesome. I, he could drink a beer watching you do the work. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. He just kind of sat there. Um, but, and I learned a lot while doing it, but I swear to you, I will never ever take that big of a task by myself. Um, because it just, it wrecked my body for one because the squat stand, squat stand for literally 18 hour days for four days straight was just a lot on my body that's used to not doing physical labor. I mean, like, let's be real. I sit at a computer most of my time. And so all that physical work where I hadn't been used to it. Um, and I felt really good about it, but I think at the end of the day, a professional could have come in and had it done in a day and I probably would have saved myself some aggravation and some time and some blood, sweat and tears, but I love it. I love how it looks, but it, it was a process. It was the, one of the biggest things I've ever done. And it was a lot. <laughs> I don't know why I do these things to myself sometimes. Do you do tile? Or is yes, that something you, you, you do? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I like, like to work different types of materials is fun yeah it was just a lot and I didn't realize um that grout dries as quickly as it does and I ended up with like a five gallon bucket of grout because you know I have to grout this like whole room right so I mixed it all up at one time and I'm like oh I'll just keep going well I get like Ooh. halfway through 
and it got really, really hot and hard. And I was like, well, this isn't going to happen. So I had to go buy more grout and keep, you know, make smaller batches. But those are things that I had no idea. Now I know, but I had no idea that, that it dries that quickly. You live Learning in moment. Yeah. Um, so one of the other things, so in my attic, and we're kind of just going to move right on to the attic because that is my baby project right now. Um, it needs to be, needs to make sure it's well insulated. Yes, it is well insulated. I have done all of the things that I can possibly do to insulate that room. And it actually, the temperature is very similar to what it is on the second floor now. So cool. really good about, um, what all I did there. So the, the room is kind of split into two spaces. One space is going to be where I work on projects, um, where I build things. So it's going to be more, um, it needs to be durable. It needs to be something that might get paint on it and I need to not care. Um, and then the other side of the room is going to be part, um, guest room and part I'm eventually going to move my office up there. Cause right now I have a very non-functional space that I'm working out of. Right. So that's going to be kind of a, the nicer side. So there's going to be a nicer side. And I definitely want to do like luxury vinyl planks up there and make it look really nice. But on the other side where it's going to be a little bit more industrial, I've been kind of debating like cheap peel and stick just to have something no, on the floor. Is no. that a bad idea? It's a bad idea. Terrible idea. Okay. It's not, it's not a big space. Just flow the rest of the luxury vinyl planks on top and put down drop cloths you're going to paint. Okay. I mean, I guess I could do that. I was trying to save some money, but I guess at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Let's go about the flow too. Yeah. You know, it's going to look better. Look nice. Not be broken up. Okay. And you huge, said luxury vinyl planks are durable. So that should be, if I drop something that's, you know, a tool that's heavy, it should not yeah, be, like be fine. or crack right. or anything. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll just go that route instead. Cause I kept there going go. back and forth and back and forth. And I'm like, well, this area, like I literally don't care what the floor looks like, but I don't want to leave it subfloor cause that's not cute. Right. You don't want to get the DA you are. <laughs> What is the DA award? The dumbass award. <laughs> I definitely don't want the dumbass award. I would like for it to look nice. Like I want to be able to take pictures of this place and actually like show other people. There you go. There you go. So you use the same floor. And so listen, when you buy flooring, you know, buy 5% more than you need. Because when okay. you do luxury vinyl planks, they come out with different dye lots, different color schemes, and then they change a year later. And so if you need some extra ones from a bad cut or you need some extra boards because you want to expand things, you'll have the same color. Okay. That is something that we did when, when I did the, um, the tile floor. I, mm -hmm. and, and I don't know if this was something that I just heard on the internet and kind of ran with, or if there's any truth to it. I opened up like a whole bunch of boxes and then was like, whoops. And then was like pulling from separate boxes. Is that like, so that the patterns and things were, not the same or different variations of color is that is there any truth to that or did i just make that up on the internet i well i mean i've heard people about that but when, when you buy the boxes you want to find the exact same coding it should be it should all be the same okay that's cool 
as long as I, say the production stuff, you know, it may, it may have some variances, but you know, it's, it's on the same manufacturing facility at the same time, it should have the same inconsistencies or consistencies involved. Okay. All right, cool. Um, that is, I think we've gone through all of the questions that I have for all of that. And then, so for my attic, I would put down, um, you said this paper, underlayment paper. Would I need to do that? If you, if you get with the waterproof stuff, you don't need that underlayment. That's for, that's for the hardwood floors. Okay, okay. So, so I can just put it straight over the subfloor? Yep. Cool. I mean, it can't hurt to put underlayment papers. It's not gonna hurt you. Um, now, do you have steps? I do have steps. Okay, so the question you gonna ask yourself is, there's only a few luxury vinyl plank manufacturers that have overlays for okay. the stairs. So do you want to put overlays on them or are you just going to paint them? I think I was just going to paint them because eventually I think I want to redo the steps. We built them this year. Um, but the way that that room works, it's very bizarre. When we, when we first walked in, so you open the door and there was like a hallway. And then at the end of the hallway, there was another door. And we couldn't figure out when we were checking this house out, what that was for. Well, come to find out the, the top there um, from that little hallway is the opening into the attic. So what I did was we built steps in that little hallway to go up there. The problem is, is they are, um, a little over two feet wide like they're just not very wide steps it's big enough for me to get up and down there and for me to get projects and stuff up and down but eventually i'm going to take out the wall beside the steps and then widen the steps coming down so it's a little bit more accessible gotcha um, cool. people that are i don't know not my size <laughs> so um so yeah, that's the original, that's the, the goal. And I feel like once I get to that point, I'll probably do um, like real hardwood steps and make them like look nice. But right now they're like more, yeah, it's an attic. What the more hell? utilitarian than anything else. So. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. Just have fun with the project. Yes, I am excited to keep working on it. Um, I'm excited that it's going to be a rainy kind of gross afternoon and I can get up there and, and get some work done. So, um, I love weekends where I have literally nothing else going on so that I can work up there and all my friends think I'm insane. They're like, we're going to go day drinking. I'm like, nah, I'm going to hang out in my attic. <laughs> oh, it is what it is. All right, Evan, um, if people want to find you and reach you and use your services, how do they find you? Uh, go to my website, colonialfloorsofva.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Evan, for your time. I really appreciate it today. Hey, thank you. Good luck.